Bridgestone Tires just rolled into Midas. And if you roll in, we've got an exclusive deal for you. Get $70 back in Bridgestone rebates, plus a $50 reward card with paid installation. Shop Bridgestone Tires at Midas.com. Hello, and welcome to the second debate on, on our channel. That's the Bull Knowledge Podcast. Again, I'm joined by Aslam and MK. As always, I'm your host this morning. Let's get straight into it, boys. Aslam with the first topic. Top five superhero films. That it can be whatever. It can be animated, live action, MCU. Probably not the DC because that's crap. But what are your top fives? I think Usman probably has a list. I'll start with you. Ooh. Okay. I think... I know my top four, just it's not in any specific order, I think. Which is Logan. Okay, fifth, I'm going to put the Suicide Squad. The good one. That's the, the, the one that came out this year. I <laughs> thought it was brilliant. They don't follow the, the norm that we've gotten used to for superhero <laughs> movies. And it was just brilliant all around. It was hilarious. It was gory. It had an actually good story compared to the other one. It was by arguably a better director. James Gunn knows how to do superhero movies. It's brilliant. Yeah, okay, fifth, The Suicide Squad. Fourth, I want to say Avengers Infinity War. Got fourth. I do want to say, although I don't think it's the best MCU movie, because I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the best MCU movie. So I'm putting Guardians fourth. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was brilliant. We're always changing. Yeah, this is going to be Everyone's going to be hella random. Yeah, yeah Guardians of the Galaxy was brilliant. I loved that movie. It, he James Gunn, again, he just took uh, like D-list Marvel characters and shot them up to be like arguably the most well-known characters: Drax, Star Lord, Gamora, Rocket, and Groot. Just a brilliant team, and it was perfectly setting up all the future movies as well. Because I, I believe it was the first actual cosmic movie Marvel did. Because all the rest were the Avengers movies, so this was the first one outside of that. So it was a big setup for the future of the MCU as well. That's fair enough. Third, it pains me to put it third, but Logan. You said it's your favorite. What? It, it, like, it, I'd say it's one of my favorite Zoomer movies, but compared to the other two I have, I think it's third. So what do you if I'm being you? serious and not biased, I think it's third. Logan was the... Oh, you can't get a better ending for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah, Logan was sick. I was brilliant all around. <laughs> Although I will say, I feel like I like the trailer for it a lot more than the movie. <laughs> but that's just because the trailer was so good. Oh, it was. So that's true. Uh, second. I think this might be some people's first, but the Dark Knight second. So that means Into the Spider-Verse is number one. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is number one. That is a pure comic book movie. And it was brilliant. Like, you, you want to talk about good movies that is a perfect movie and it was the best way to go around making an, an actual animated superhero movie yeah i hate how people are like oh we want to make our comic book movie not a comic book movie like no you make it a comic book movie and you embrace itself and what spider-verse does so brilliantly is it embraces that it's a comic book movie and it's going to show you that and it's proud of that it's not like hiding from it which pisses me off in so many films like Zack snyder Zack snyder you're trash it is. The, the, the way that Into the Spider-Verse works is that it looks literally like a comic book in movie form. I know we have loads of like DC animated movies. Like I know there's Injustice one coming up. There's a load of old Batman ones like Flashpoint and stuff. Now those are good are really good. But Into the Spider-Verse does something that they don't. It accepts as a comic book and it's purely a comic book movie. Like, it, it's literally just, it, when you watch it visually, it looks like a comic book being played out in front of your face. And and it's got dark moments without being 
overtly dark, but it's got humorous moments without being too humorous, which is my problem with both the DCE and the MCU. One's too jokey and doesn't take itself seriously enough, in my opinion, and the other takes itself way too seriously and is now starting actually to go in the right direction. MK, what about you? Well, my one's very different to Usman's. <laughs> I don't, know I, I don't know if you have any um, DC ones, the MCU. But for f- my fifth one would be, you have to hear me out with this one. I know it's, this is not definitely not popular, but the fifth one is Endgame. And I hear me out. The cinematic experience for me is what makes a fifth, not the actual the quality. Because if I was to watch it, like if I never watched it in the cinema, I would have not have this in my top ten. Because the movie wasn't that great, but the experience was different. Like everybody was hyped up. Like everybody was in the cinema, it was packed. It's just, it's just it, the experience as a whole, I have to put a fifth, and it's more memorable. Like I, I can remember, you know, remember most of the scenes. Okay, that's so, fair. I do accept. Endgame is probably the second best cinematic experience for him. Yeah, definitely. And Suicide Squad's fourth, the second one. Yeah, that was yeah, really good. It's actually more, it's more because they balanced the banter with the, the actual the action and stuff. And I thought, like, I really liked the. John, when John Cena, the John Cena um, character, Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good character. And what's the shark <laughs> name again? King, uh, uh, King Shark, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was that was, a, that was good. That was a funny one. But that, and it's more of the like, it was good chemistry between him and um, and Harley Quinn. All it was just great. It, was, it just it's probably my therefore top four. I have a fourth, and the third one's one I watched last week. Shang-Chi. Uh, this is one. If you haven't seen it yet, you have to see this. It's top three. Well, it could easily be second or first. It is really, really good. It's more of the like it's more of the like it's the character development of the two, the brother and the sister. And then I keep forgetting the names. I'm terrible with names. The, the brother and sister, and then the fact that sort of the storyline of the mom being dead and the, the fact that the father wants to find this mom that's alive, but she's not really alive. It's just the way. Everything's set up and then it's so good. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, I don't want to spoil this, but it's, it's really, really good. Put a spoiler alert before this. <laughs> Put a spoiler before the video. But yeah, it's really good. And um second is for Ragnarok. Because that's yeah, I don't think you need to explain that. That's just everyone surely it has to be everyone's top three at least. I know Asim hates it. I know I he hates it. But <laughs> I don't hate it, it's just like Ragnarok in the comics, right, is this big thing. Now I accept that what Tiger Watiti does is great and I really like it, right? It's just like it's such a pivotal moment in Thor's story and it's just played for jokes. And it's like half of it isn't even like if Ragnarok doesn't take place, you can still have Endgame. Yeah. yeah. You just need to get Thor on a ship. And it's like yeah. it's it's too jokey. It needs to that's, that's my problem with the whole MCU, actually. It, they're too jokey without taking itself, like, like, too seriously. Like, in Black Widow, they start making jokes about, like, flipping um, the women, like, not being able to have babies because, like, the scientists took that, like, thing out of them. Like, why are you making that joke? Like, I accept some people use humour as, like, a way to cope with shit. I do that. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be joking about everything. Like, oh, yeah. I just got stabbed. <laughs> what? No. Like, give some moments. That, give well, moments their seriousness, and then you can make jokes after about it. But, like, it's too jokey. I don't like it. It frustrates me. It's fair enough. I accept what people like it. Yeah, I really like that. And Infinity War is number one. That's Definitely the best MC movie. It's just more of the cinematic experience and the actual quality. It's actually a really good film. Like, it set up Endgame very well. It's a proper assist. Like, it's proper. Like, it was, I could say, almost the whole movie I enjoyed from the beginning. It's fact that, that iconic scene in the end with um, Thanos, just him sitting in that rock and him saying, or well, that speech that everyone still replays to this day. Nah, it's a proper film. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got zero MCU movies in my head. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> but I'm not a hater. I really like them. Like, Guardians, I really like a lot. I just don't like the ending. Endgame, I have so many problems with that. It's, But I accept that it was great for what it's done. 
and it's a culmination of everything. So I accept that as a movie, it's not going to be as good. And the last hour is really good. I accept that. Just specifically, the last hour was really good. Yeah, everything is too boring. I, I just skip to the end. And even that's just a chase scene. Wait, it has some stuff that I don't like. Like Spider-Man having that kill thing pisses me off to no end. It's really frustrating. Captain Marvel being like, so I hate her as a character. I don't care if you call me a girl here. She sucks. She's a bad character. She, it's not that I hate Brie Larson. Brie Larson's a good actor, uh, actress. She's just a bad character. And um, Infinity War, I really like a lot. It's just, it's not in my top five. No, <laughs> I, I, have, I have one that I know you guys will definitely not agree with, but it's my number one. Uh, so anyway, it's definitely Suicide Squad. We don't need to go over it. It was great. Jokes were good. It has great serious moments, and it develops its characters really well. Number four, I'll go Logan. Uh, yeah, I'll go Logan. I, I really like Logan. Like, it deals with its characters really well. It doesn't do stupid stuff that's out of character. It takes itself seriously, but there's light moments and the ending is beautiful and I will not hear a word against it. Uh, number three, I'll go with The Dark Knight. That movie is so good. It's just so good. Like, if you haven't watched it, you just need to watch it. And even though I accept that it's not the perfect Batman adaptation, I don't need it to be. It's cool. It's really cool, and it understands the character reasonably well, in my opinion. Number two, Into the Spider-Verse. It's awesome. We don't need to go over it again. I'm it's more really worried about what you're going to put number one now. <laughs> All right, so I was on Wiki, right? And oh. it classes this as a comic book movie. So number one is the Power Rangers movie from four years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, that's absolutely not in the... Listen, it be no I will defend that movie is dying breath okay number one power rangers is cool it's awesome and i friggin love it i grew up with watching power rangers and it was great oh. to see them on screen right so that was my favorite cinematic experience it was me oh. you, and some other guy and that was it and it was beautiful right i could enjoy that movie it was great i really like all the characters flipping the the megazord bit is awesome the jokes are great i love the dunkin donuts sponsor i don't care what anyone says yeah if you think that the donut bit with crispy creams it was crispy creams but dunkin donuts is bad you're an idiot because power rangers is dumb it's meant to be dumb and it's not meant to take itself too seriously and it doesn't the megazord starts dancing at the end of the flipping film are you stupid how cool is that? They show the Power Rangers actually gearing up, getting their ass whipped, learning the power of teamwork, having a death, and then growing for that. It was great. I will not hear a word against it. It should have had a sequel. All the actors were great. Naomi Scott is paying. Jacob Montgomery is a brilliant actor. They were all sick. I can't believe you. So hold on a second. You have no. Are you telling me right now? You have Power Rangers. Yes, <laughs> look. If you watch the Power Rangers movie, you will understand. Look, it's Power it Rangers. Was, look, it's a Power Rangers. You have to understand, yeah. Power Rangers was crucial to my character development. <laughs> yeah, we were like ten. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It's about it's fighting bandits, beating the crap out of monsters. What more do you want in a movie? Brilliant. It's Power Rangers. This is a howler. How can I be your first? At least put that fifth. No. That's my, that's arguably my favorite movie of all time. So I'm not doing it. I wouldn't hear a single word against it. The Power Rangers movie was brilliant. All of you guys that say it wasn't have not watched it, and you don't understand how beautiful that movie really is. I will not hear any slander. It was great. It was absolutely great. I knew it would cause this, but you guys are wrong. I don't care. You know, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Rory the racing car or something like that. That's a Power Rangers. <laughs> Oh, let me, I swear I've got the DVD for it somewhere. <laughs> this is sentimental. This is all sentimental. This ain't really your top five. Me, your, your, your number one. That was my number one. I've had more fun in this than I've had in any other movie. It was sentimental. Great. Sentimental bollocks. I was, I was I mean, it was great, man. That movie's awesome. You guys, you guys are just missing out on something 
absolutely incredible. Oh, I'll be more than happy, Miss Nile, her Power Ranger blowing up movie. Because you've noticed what the Power Rangers are, and you're wrong. I'm sorry, this is Power What are we talking about? Here? Power Rangers are incredible. incredible. Look, Fable would agree. Screw you. Comic book movies in general are terrible. Wait, wait, hold a second, hold a second. Fable is Riverdale. You can't talk about Fable. He went to Riverdale. did I? And for what it's worth, just... it was terrible, but also hilarious. I quit after season four, I think. I didn't even finish watching season three. It's a garbage for me. It's garbage. I got it. Power Rangers. <laughs> it's a CD form, you know. I don't think anybody has CD forms anymore. So that's how you know this is sentimental. I, I remember buying it. It was brilliant. Shut your mouth, MK. You're wrong. You have sentimental. Too many movies in your top five. They're not that good. They're overrated. But it's more like experience for me, more than sentimental. It's 40 yeah, years stuff. My experience is beautiful for me as someone who grew up watching it. Five on screen. Oh my god, it's brilliant! It was absolutely incredible. Rita was the right level. Countless superheroes. What? They are super. They stop people from blowing up the planet consistently. At least Transformers. The, the Power Rangers have saved the world more than the MCU characters have. Not Transformers. Never Transformers. Those movies are crap. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not a fan of it. Bumblebee. Bumblebee is a brilliant movie. Hayley Steinfeld is paying, and also the character interactions between Bumblebee and her brilliant. That movie's great. The ending is fantastic. She needs to stick to music. How about that? <laughs> Act of warning for you. She's, excuse me. She got an Oscar nom at the age of 10. Don't, don't even. Yeah, I, I, was just, I want to fun to be fair. Don't disgrace Hayley Steinfeld. She's brilliant. I think, this, I, the next I think this concludes. Uh, you guys, if you haven't watched Power Rangers movie, don't watch you. it. Don't listen to this guy. He's a fraud. Okay, <laughs> I've got a, a, a rather good question. I feel like we all grew up watching this. Even pe- people may disagree. Like, oh no, I never used to watch it. It's fake and stuff. I I I believe we all watched it at one point in our lives. I want to know. Who is the greatest wrestler of all time? Yes. This is my type of question. For me, John Cena has to be. Because for he's on every actually let me let me be different. No, 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 no. John Cena is the go. I'll not hear a word against it. Yeah. He's WWE for 10 years basically. He's got the he's tied for the most uh what is it? Uh championships now. Yeah. Should have got it recently. He was dogged, but he loved the company so much that he allowed Brock Lesnar to flip in. What is it? F five him like nine times after the show. It's embarrassing that flipping what's it called? They did that to him. John Cena's the goat. His mic skills are incredible. His ring work is great. It used to be meth, but he really growed into it. He had a great run on the was it the US Open when he had the challenge to people. Meaning he's not just willing to go for the big titles. He also goes and gives prestige to so-called smaller wow. titles. And he's just awesome, man. Other this fan, he's brilliant. I will not hear. There's no one that compares him, in my opinion. Okay. For me, even even after John Cena, I want to be different because I saw Aslan agree with me, so I don't want to agree with Aslan. So I'm I'm going to say Undertaker. The WrestleMania streak for me, I don't know why Brock Lesnar even broke in first place. It shouldn't have been him. I think Undertaker should have kept it for the, for the whole like, since he tired. Yeah, I don't know why they, that, that was so dumb. The way it ended, I don't like how Brock Lesnar won this way. It was very anticlimactic. So it was spare. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's a waste man as well, bro. With his <laughs> dead ponytail. I hope he doesn't see this. I love you, Brock Lesnar. But the Undertaker streak was something beautiful. Yeah, yeah? And, and he ruins it. Yeah, exactly. And you had people like Sean Sean Michaels had a whole thing on it. The flipping the retirement thing was brilliant. If it had to be someone else, at least like Triple H, Take yeah. or Cena. I, I, I don't like that it was near, near the end of Undertaker's career when we we're talking about like the twenty tens times, there was that one four year thing where he faced Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Triple H. I think Triple H should have beaten if anyone did. Yeah, because I think WrestleMania 28, the way it ended, was the the way that they built up from facing Shawn Michaels twice, making Shawn Michaels basically retire, (laughs) then going from Triple H, where a match where he couldn't leave 
on his own feet because of how badly Triple H fucked him up in that match. And then going on to the um, Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 28, which is my favorite match ever, I will add. I, I think it was brilliant storytelling. It, it To me, it didn't make sense for it to carry on after that. To be honest, yeah, I feel like if they did carry on, if anyone, I from a storytelling point of view, I can agree that maybe Triple H should have done it. But if anyone should have done it, it should have been the go. It should have been the go. He was the face of the flipping company, yeah? And it would have been a nice moment because they're arguably the two biggest legends of this era. Like, when you think of wrestling right now, you think of the streak and you're something of John Cena. So if anyone's going to end it, if you think about it, like, realistically, if you're going to plan it out, it should be John Cena, the two faces of the company colliding. Flipping Brock Lesnar, he, he takes money. He's taking too much money, yeah? He comes in for what? Like, five days a year. He's taking a holiday for the rest of it, beating up little kids in, like, alleyways. Terrible yeah. mic skills. And, and, oh, my God, man. He's I'm terrible on the mic. He's awful on the mic. That pissed me. And you, and you know that bit with a with a guy in the crowd who's just like, yeah, that was me. I was bullshit, man. I hated that. I hated it so I much. Jennifer take was beating. I've got I've got my one, but I want to pick your brain because the scene because nowadays he's trending every week and roars on Jeff Hardy. Do you think he's in the conversation? No way. I I think he is. Nineteen overall championship wins and one of the best tag teams of all time. Yeah, the, the, the reason why I dispute it isn't because Jeff Hardy's not great. It's because WWE has dogged him so hard that, like, you can't realistically put him in the conversation because they just, they made him fodder. Like, this, man is like, this man is, like, flipping over, like, different stuff. He's flying through the air and they, like, made them fodder at the end. And, like, I don't think he's not in the conversation because he's bad. It's more because the company dogged him so hard that he can't realistically make a case for himself up there in, like, relation to the other people. But seen as a good. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, I just just think that the tag team era, he death for Jeff Hardy and... and Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, those two are the best tag team ever. It's not, not even a comparison. Those two TLC matches they had with Edge and Christian and um, the Dudley boys are arguably the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. Those, yeah. those were just beautiful. I haven't seen that one. I've seen it on YouTube clips, but I haven't actually seen it live. But my favorite Jeff Hardy movement might have been when he's at the top. I think it was at one of the, when he's climbing up the ladder. I don't know which event it was, but I remember him. I look into the crowd, we saw like, signature pose, and he just flipped. And he, and he, him and the, the guy he actually hit, hit on were on the floor for like five minutes, and the crowd went mad. But Jeff Hardy definitely, for me, is probably the best entertainer ever as a wrestler, just a pure wrestler. That's him cool. and AJ Styles just came too late. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in touch. AJ Styles was great. His bit with Cena was great as well. It was. Like, yeah. This scene was incredible. And the, Cena actually puts people over, which I really appreciate because Styles was like, he wasn't new, but like, to the company, he wasn't like, he didn't have the longevity. So he, putting him over like himself when he could have realistically stayed on was sick. And then now... I don't even know, like, AJ Styles is part of some tag team. Bro, <laughs> AJ, WWE is dead. It's an, it's an entertaining tag team. It's not the best yeah, tag team, but it's like, an entertaining AJ tag team. Styles deserves to be in world championship all the time. The guy can have a sick, like, wrestling match with the air. Put him against the air. I guarantee you I'd be entertained. Seth Rollins, he, he had a fucking five-star match. Oh, not five-star <laughs> match, but he had a really good match with Shane McMahon, of all people. Yeah, Shane head man. He thinks he's some sick wrestler. It's that old adage, he could have a five-star match with a broomstick. Yeah, As pure entertainers, CM Punk will be up there. Seth Rollins, AJ, AJ Styles. Oh, I, I'm adding one. I'm adding one to that list. And who I think is the GOAT. Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. The most championship wins of anyone in WWE. Tied for the most Actually. WWE championships. I believe the most NWA championships as well before he went to WWE. Ric Flair was brilliant in the ring. I, I and like the I, there's man. nobody you if we talk about greatest like people on the mic, bar none, Ric Flair could be anyone on the mic. 
Nah, I'd have to see him still. I have to see the goat on the mic. He's incredible, man. Because on the fly as well. On the fly, he's brilliant. Along with like giving every match or every promo passion. The guy's quick weird, man. He's in the nah. Sorry, I like that moment where he was like bear kissing up girls. That's a bit wrong. That's like ninety-five now. Can you can you stop doing that? Like get into a care home or something. Well, <laughs> I he recently went back to the NWA just to say goodbye to everyone. I think he's he's thinking about officially retiring. Although the way AEW is setting up, I'm really scared they're going to decide. Oh, we're going to do Ric Flair versus Sting because they've got um, they're setting up sort of Sting versus Tully Blanchard. And if you don't know Tully Blanchard, and Tully Blanchard was part of the Four Horsemen, which was which is arguably the greatest stable of all time with Ric Flair. To be honest, what's it called? I don't know, AEW's just on a run right now. Like, I don't think they'll mess up anything, to be honest. I think they're fairly sorted. Like, booking-wise, they've been pretty good, right? And I oh, saw brilliant. People, yeah, I saw people even say that this is better than the Attitude Era, so, like, you know. I, 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 I can't really say anything about that, because I was... Not alive for most of the attitude era. Hearing what I hear about it, it is it was brilliant. Although AEW now, I, I get people say, "Oh, but they're just getting everyone from WWE." No, WWE are releasing these people because they don't know what to do with them because they're just sitting backstage doing nothing. And these are top top wrestlers. Because they're dumb. Because <laughs> we were talking about they they basically ruined Daniel Bryan and released him. He didn't want to sign a new contract because he wanted to work in Japan as well. They said he could work in Japan, but I don't trust Vince McMahon to let him do that. But Daniel Bryan now, he, there's so many dream matches that he could have. Oh. And CM Punk too, because they fucked up that CM Punk thing so badly because 2011 was one of the best years of wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Definitely. definitely. And, uh, he, also said, uh, he also said that they were planning to get him on for WrestleMania, but he laid it out. It was like, don't don't dog me and I'll come back. If you if you just play by the rules, we, we can do this. And I'll come back for WrestleMania and everything will be calm. And then what did they do? They tried to fraud him and he was like, alright, cool, I'm gone. Like But with Taker, he has he has uh-huh. a maddest presence, like his presence is mad. Like in terms of his ring walk, like everybody knows Taker's arrived. Yeah, the only problem rich. I have with Undertaker is that he came back for four more matches. In a way, to, to, he said to prove himself. Those four <laughs> matches weren't good because it was the DX match with Kane, which was useless, and then there was the Goldberg match. Now I don't know if people watching have watched this Goldberg match. I, I believe it was Saudi Arabia. Fucking yeah. hell! It is the worst wrestling match I've yeah, seen no in my peace. life. No Undertaker got dropped in his neck like three times in that match because Goldberg's too old to pick him up. I I hate Goldberg so much. I think he's I, I, I get everyone's gonna bring him, oh yeah, but he went on that like a, a hundred and eighty match win streak in the eighties and nineties because he's just that good. No, he showed up like three times a year, wrestled for three minutes and left. And that was it. That's how they also, uh even even punk was like um the the record was weird because sometimes he'd be he'd say one week he's on fifty six and oh and then a week later he's like I'm seventy and oh and Punk was like hold on you've wrestled two times every day yeah, exactly <laughs> you're a clown alright so MK has no pace like he has no pace all these wrestling matches are just slow languid I don't like wrestling wrestling ones at a slow pace yeah wrestling is like to pick up it needs to flow really nicely but like, you don't have yeah. to be- the strongest guy you just need to have flow but the way wwe the, some of their best matches it's not that it flows perfectly it's because of the spectacle yeah they uh, i believe it was wrestlemania 19 i think it no oh, it might have wrestlemania 19 rock versus hulk hogan it's considered one of the best matches ever not because of how the match was but because of how they got the fans into it because it's the it was at the time it was the two biggest wrestling uh, two biggest wrestlers WWE ever had. You got The Rock, who's up and coming, and you got Hulk Hogan, who by far was the most over superstar at the time. 
and it was just a spectacle of Hogan because Hulk Hogan was the heel, Rock was the face. But Hulk Hogan was getting cheered and Rock was getting booed because of how much they loved Hogan. Yeah. It's even though he was part of the NWO at the time. It's, it's matches like that, like um, Stone Cold versus The Rock at WrestleMania is yeah, one, considered one of the best because of how the fans get into it. That's why the John Cena AJ Styles matches I hold up to a high standard because not only did they put on a five-star match and some of the best matches Cena's ever had in the company, the fans loved it. Because you can't ha- just have a wrestling match without the fans getting involved. That's why when you hear like... Um, years ago you hear about ricochet versus will osprey the way they wrestled in ring is that instead of attacking each other it was like pure flips and going through each other and just the pace of it was brilliant and it worked because the fans loved it i know you get like the old wrestling purist like jim Cornette, who's an idiot by the way you get all of them coming in and saying oh but it's not wrestling it is wrestling because the fans loved it and the fans were into it that's why when in AEW you get such good wrestling matches because the fans are into it like but CM Punk versus John Cena, the fans yeah, were into yeah. it in Chicago. Yeah, that, and, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like you said, like, it's not all about. Like, it doesn't really need to be like the fastest wrestling match ever. If it's two <laughs> superstars, like superstars, superstars, so like yeah. Taker versus Triple H, hit them out of how slow Taker's moving, everybody can be engaged. The first thing, everything that Taker does, everyone, the fans will be with it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. If Seth Rollins versus Styles will be like that. Yeah, you you bring up a good point because. The whole point is is entertainment. WWE, yeah, yeah. the E is entertainment. It's not yeah. about what you think it is. As long as the fans enjoy it, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think. Seems... But WWE is take or tie with no fans there. Why? Why can't I wait for one more yeah. year when the fans are there? They let him retire when the fans are there. I think they should have put him in the Hall of Fame and watch it and give him that retirement. Yeah, like when he's like out of nowhere, kind of. Yeah. So is you'll go Ric Flair then? I'm going Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair. You're going Taker. I'm going Taker. Even though I mentioned on Cena first, but Taker. Go on, MK, your question now. No, I was thinking if I should move on to like football side, but I was like, nah, let me do this because I don't know. Because right now, this is a topic of like tennis right now. And how, you know, the other day, Radicano won and then. Novak just lost. So I'm going for who is the go of tennis? And I think we all have three different answers. I really truly think we have three different answers. Oh, it was me stop. Oh, God. I, I feel like bias is going to come into it because I think it's Federer. But I know when Federer... I know I'm going Federer. I know <laughs> when Federer, Federer started off, he's basically facing no one. But he was brilliant. And I loved watching Federer. Yeah, as a, yeah, I can't like Federer as a pure, pure tennis player, he's the best as a pure player. Like, he's the most talented player ever. I think, yeah, he's, he's the most talented, but mine is definitely Nadal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to have all different answers. Look, it's, it's, very, it's very simple to me, right? Nadal is awesome, right? In that when he came up, he wasn't facing, like, he was facing the unbeatable man in Federer, right? One of his debut matches was he beat Federer for the first time and everyone was like, who the hell is this kid? Like some 18-year-old from Spain beating the GOAT. And then he goes to Wimbledon, beats him there, and then he went on a spree where he just beat Federer and everything, right? And everything. Even the Australian Open, right? In like 2009, he went through like three or four, two or three, five setters before playing Federer the next day and still beat him. Nadal is different, man. He mixes... Um, like that great mentality you need to be one of the greats, along with like that pure spectacle. Like he hits the best shots out of anyone. I don't care who you think, yeah. Some of the shots he plays are just otherworldly. Like they're superhuman. Like he's incredible. He's one of the only two people to have won on every single surface at least twice. I think Djokovic just did that with the French Open. And he also did it in probably the most competitive era because when he was coming up he played probably prime Federer or at least a Federer that was you know proper wicked beating everyone else then he transitioned and started and went for Djokovic after who he's got a positive slam record against which is which no one else can say Federer's getting piped by both of these guys in their head-to-heads Nadal's 
Nadal's got a better record. And Nadal's stayed for, like, what, 14, 15 years, and he's got the most injury problems out of all of them. Like, if he didn't have dodgy knees, if he had, like, the fitness regime, like, because I don't think that, what's it called, Djokovic, he has the best body, but I also think that's more natural. The way Nadal plays is so, like, like, dirty on his knees, right? But if he didn't have injury problems and he played, he had all of them in the prime, I think Nadal beats both of them. I just think that in French, in French court, in clay court, <laughs> when, when it's not going to happen. We'll never ever see a better player in French um, in clay court ever again, like, as dominant as, as Nadal was, because I just think that he's born to play there. But I have, I have no vacuum in my group. Now, we've got all three different answers that like I predicted, because I knew you all have different preferences. But I agree with that. Like, I see both your points, but I think Novak, he's younger than both of them, and he, all he's done is play those two. And then obviously a little bit of Andy Murray at his best, but most mainly Nadal and um, Federer. And he's has a great record. Obviously, he has better record with Federer than he has with Nadal, but he's got 20 but, Grand Slams. I'm sorry, but Federer mentally, I feel like mentally he's not as good as either of the other two. Because no, like, when the playing got tough, like when Nadal was proper coming up, he was getting battered. And then when Nadal yeah. had injury problems and it was just him and Djokovic, he just got battered consistently. Yeah. And it wasn't even close. Like Federer, when he was when he came up and won a load of slams, he was up against like old Pete Sampras, flipping Andy Roddick. Like and like and it's like, bro, I'm Biro. Like, come on, man. When he came into tennis, he was like the most talented one there was, though. And he still is. As a a pure talent, like, purely from talent, he's the best. Like, he's beautiful. It's the thing we were talking about before. It's the, the, what's it called, the the flow of it. The way he conducts the tennis match. If he's on form, brilliant to watch. But Nadal and Djokovic seem to just disrupt that. Because it's not just about flair for them. They're power hitters. And then... (laughs) they refuse to lose any point, and it's just great. So, in my opinion, it's like Nadal, then you have Djokovic, then you have Federer. Because I think if you put, if you switch Federer and Djokovic, and you have Federer as the younger one, I don't think he could do what Djokovic, uh, Djokovic has done. No, because I mean, a large, and I'm not, bro. I love Federer as well. Like, <laughs> I like all three of them. Yeah. I probably like Djokovic at least, purely because, <laughs> like, for a while he kept beating Nadal, and that really hurt. But I still like Djokovic. Like, I prefer him to most tennis players. But like Djokovic is different. He's he's competing with Nadal in my opinion. But Nadal's ah, oh, I love Nadal, man. We almost saw a record. Obviously, the other day Medvedev sported it, but we almost saw four Grand Slam wins in one year. That's that's unheard of. It's literally unheard of. Obviously, he fell short. I'm so annoyed that flipping Nadal got injured. I think it was in the I still don't think he beat it. This year, 2021, he's the best tennis player in the world. And he's the youngest. And it's kind of worried. It should be scary for like a, if I was like a Federer fan or Nadal fan, seeing Djokovic dominating when he's like two, at least two years younger than Nadal, I think. I, I don't really yeah. mind. Because I think even if Djokovic finishes with more, I still have Nadal as my good. And now, I know Federer and Nadal are both injured now. Isn't it? And I, I think they're right at the butt end of their career now. The thing with Djokovic, I get that he's all fit and stuff, but there's no one really there Medvedev. Like, to oh, right. challenge like, him probably, yeah. though, no? Med, like, he even said, yeah, if he looks at all the young tennis stars, if he's down against them, he's still like, I'm going to beat you. He still believes he's going to beat you because these young ones, I know Medvedev is good, but mentally he's also a bit... He's, yeah, yeah. Like, he can collapse. And no. same with Zverev, same he with... They're all, like, they're all just mentally not there. Like, if, if it's on, it's on for them, right? Yeah. But they're never on it consistently enough. Whereas, they will set, they'll be out. Whereas even when you go back to, like, before, you used to have, like, Del Potro was terrifying. Like, his forehand is <laughs> deadly. And then you look at Vavrinka, even, Nishikori, all these guys, and they were like, maybe they're not going to win that slam because you have these three big hitters. But, like... They will give each of you a good game, and it's not going to be easy to beat them. As much as they lost, they still like they never collapsed the same way 
like the next gen has. And I really liked um what's his name? Flipping the one who plays Nadal a lot in the French Open. I forgot his name. Team, team. I like team, but he's class. <laughs> Something's gone on with him. He's just not the same. Like, I don't like I think Nadal Nadal's just good. My I think- I think it's more Novak's mentality. Like he's a proper the definition of a mentality monster. Like he does not care if he's down two sets. He'll come back from that somehow. Like was it 2019? Was it when he came back from two sets down to win it? I think it was against Roger. I think it was literally yeah. like, Roger had championship point. Or I think yeah. two championship points. That, then, that that's something. <laughs> that yeah, you had New Zealand getting frauded <laughs> in the World Cup final, and the next minute you had Federer on championship point bottling it, and it. It hurt me a lot. I want to ask. I know we've ranked those three. Yeah. We're not putting yeah. anyone from the old gen. No, no, no. no. Uh, if we're talking <laughs> like tennis players from that generation, <laughs> do we compare Serena Williams to them? No, no. Name wise, yes, you can. Name wise. I thought of her name and brand and all that. I'm, I'm sorry, but winning, what has she won? Like 21 Grand Slams? Yeah, come on. Okay, tell me five women's tennis players that she competed with. Maria Sharapova beat her like once, and then she got piped by her after. Her yeah. career was just getting piped by Serena Williams. Venus Williams, I'm sorry, she's not even, she's terrible. Chippen, like, who else is there? Uh, if you can name uh, any of them, I- <laughs> I will stand back. But if you can name me five tennis players that competed with Serena... Oh, you're not saying you Roger Federer, though. That's why I put him down. But even then, uh, Federer was still winning after. Like, as much as I say, like, he won a lot of his slams before the big boys came in. He still won Wimbledon after in the 2010s. He still won the U. I think he's... I don't know if he's won the US. I know he's definitely won the Australian Open in 2017 when him and Nadal had the big comeback. Like he was still winning at the uh, when the others were at the peak of their powers. Whereas Serena, who's really challenging her? No one. Exactly. Not, you could actually name a Sharapova, and she was getting piped left, right, and center. Sharapova was a great opponent. Then um, I know we're talking. I know we're talking about male tennis players, but I do want to move on to this. If we're talking about the best women's ever, you got Steffi Graf, you got Serena Williams, and you've got Billie Jean King. It's just Serena. Like, do you I think, think Serena it's... comes above all of them? Yeah, I think, was brilliant. Yeah, but I think as much as as much as I'm dogging on Serena, that's because in terms of them three, they're different level to me. But like her, she's different. She, like you can try and build a conversation with her in that conversation, and that's what shows she's that level. Whereas that, like I, Steffi Graf was great. Billie Jean King was a was a good uh, trailblazer for her time, but. You have to give her a juice. She's won 21. She's come to be the greatest woman player of all time. I'll probably put her top... In terms of brand, because of her name and all that, she's definitely top five, top ten. Yeah, in turn, if, if you're going... If, if you base this purely off just, like, popularity, Federer wins her. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like, <laughs> I love Nadal, yeah, but, like, Federer comes up of every... Like, like, when he was, like, at his, like, peak of his every, battle, he's there. every time... Like money wise, he's blazing at the top with like Messi and got like Nadal. Like Nadal basically has like his tennis academy. He's got his Nike deal, and he's got like knee support stuff. That's it. (laughs) Nadal should be in more, but Federer is just like he's that really nice, talented, uh, professional, lovable guy. I I mean, by Hugo Boss. That's what matters, really. That's what he's doing. Deutsche Bank supports, like, he's getting most of his money from that, bro. Yeah, I want to add, just, Andy Murray is nowhere near any of them. Yeah. Before anyone brings a him in. Andy Murray was good for a year. Um, no, 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 whoa, 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 we're not doing that. No, 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 you can't do that. Murray was, was good when Federer was, like, off it. Nadal had broken ankles and broken knees, yeah, he did. We beat um, Djokovic 2013. Um, yeah, and Djokovic was mentally retired. What? Even, even Boris Becker said, yeah, who was his coach at the time, Djokovic lost it. I couldn't coach him anymore because mentally he wasn't there. Something went on. I can't remember what it was. It's Boris Becker's fault. Who told him he was, he was a great coach? Boris Becker. He, he, Boris Becker's a brilliant tennis player. Yeah. yeah. 
as a great player, like Patrick Vieira is a great player. Are they good managers? No. He was he was coaching him during the time that he won, that he had his brilliant 2012 year where he won almost yeah. everything besides Wimbledon, surprisingly. But Novak's talent done that. And he's talent still doing that to this day. But Murray, come on, we need to say, let's not, let's not do that. No, no. Murray's not going to have this Let's compare Andy Murray to the other lot, yeah? Let's compare. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. One, two, three, four. Okay. Andy Murray has won four um, Grand Slams. Um, the other three yeah. have won 20 each. Yeah, but, but my, my issue isn't that. <laughs> oh, you know, Serena Williams is above Andy Murray. I'm not having this. I didn't even put her above him. No, and I don't no, even no. rate women's tennis that much. Emma Raducanu, you are sick, though. You're paying as well. But you're sick. And Piers Morgan, you can suck on, you fat ostrich. Yeah, we, 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 we ain't talking about that, that, that bozo here because he's a half-standard guy anyways. But let's not, let's not downplay Andy Murray's four grand slams like it wasn't against the GOATs. The top three, these are, these, we're not going to see better top three ever. It's not, it's not going to happen. Whatever I mean, Medvedev does or whatever. Played, he's never played Nadal in one of the finals. Let's just say that. We beat a uh, person for me, in my personal opinion, that's better than him. Novak Dolzhevik. And for me, he beat him in 2013. And he also won the Olympic gold twice. One of them was Olympic gold. Though. Straight sets. I'm pretty sure he beat him in straight sets. And Novak thought, I mean, Roger Federer. Straight sets, he beat him. Hell. And he beat him in an Olympic gold again. It's the same. It's the same. Look, sorry, but even He is the next bracket down. You have a big three, and then you have like. But at that time, at that period, when he was at his best, he was around right. there. I, I think, I think, if I was thinking of like the top 10 tennis players, I'd maybe have him top 20. Oh, but he's, he's not top 10. He's just not. What happened to these guys from the 1970s in, in his top 10? I just can't find Sorry, but he's not top 10. The tennis racket looked like it was made of wood or something. No, 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 no. We're not doing that today. We are, no, we are, he's, he's not top 10. He's just not. Top four? No, obviously not. But I, I'm talking about at his best, he was around... He's not that, top 10. I'm talking about at his best, he was around the four years where he was actually good. He yeah, was, but like, even now, bro, he's playing with, like, a kid, a hit replacement, and people are, like, celebrating every single win for him, like, go away. Yeah, he's watching, like, the first round and you're celebrating. What kind of standards are you dropping here? So, of course, Akani instead. Yeah, but she's, she's the next... Um, she, she might be better than what's her name? Coco Goff, I think. Coco Goff. I yeah. hate it. She's better than her. Yeah, he's a good one. I don't care. Because, like, Coco Goff, I can't remember. Let me call her CG. Oh, Huh? I'm thinking, right? Let me do my top ten. So you got the big three there. You got the big yeah. three. You're, I'll probably have Serena in the top ten. Pete Sampras has to be there. Rod Laver, he's got a whole court named after him. Becker, Borg, McEnroe. McEnroe, yeah, he's the, he's the, even though like, I hate him. What is that? Fuck man, I hate him also. Yeah, he's, he's a pro. there. You can put flipping Jimmy Connors. Jimmy Connors, who's that? How do you not know who Jimmy Connors is? He won eight slams. He was great. Eight slams against the Pingus Pingus. Four Grand Slams against the He won five US Opens, two Wimbledons, and he won an Australian. The only thing he didn't win was French. Four Grand Slams. Harder to win. Or four Grand Slams against the big, big three. During the big three era. We cannot have this guy not. He's a top ten. He can't uh, win four even if even if Jimmy Connors wasn't there. I just gave you ten, and you agreed with all of them. No, so. no give, me eight, give me like eight. It wasn't ten. Okay, Pedro Nadal, Djokovic, Serena Williams, Peace Press, <coughs> Roy Emerson, Rod Laver, Bjorn Borg, Andre Agassi. Yeah. Bjorn Borg won eleven slams. He was great. He won on. Where was this happening? I have this name of ring bell. 75. Yeah, we're not talking about the 70s. Oh, this is, tennis, these tennis records had wood in them. Right, I can't that's, take it serious. That's nine. That's nine. On Andre Agassi. Oh. That's Agassi. 10. That's 11, even. He's Agassi. Yeah, Andre Agassi was playing up until like the 2000s, even. He was the one getting pied by Roger as well. But he won each slam. 
but for, well, remember Murray beat Roger Federer at his best. So, so this, is, this is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Roger Federer was not at his best in them times. Roger Federer's peak was before that. Let's be wrong. No, he was like 30 years older. Was he not like 30, 29? Yeah, but like his peak is not flipping getting piped by Murray. That was not his peak. Wait, wait, what was that? I did Andy Murray at his best was some, some rubbish. But he was class. I'm not, I'm not, I said he's top 20. He's top 10. <laughs> Top no. 15 maybe out of push. But I am not putting He's them putting the 11th. At least have some shade to put them 11th. Why are you putting these guys with 1970s? I'm fine, I'm putting 11th. I was thinking 11th. But he not on 10. <laughs> he's not. He is not. He won four Grand Slams, my guy. You have, to, you have to take into account the area he was in. Winning four Grand Slams in the area he's in, that's for me already. Sure, but you could say the same thing about Djokovic and say he could have had 40 slams if he wasn't in this area, uh, era. And the same with the others. Even if I put Murray in like the 2000s, I don't. I oh, don't no, he's, he clean sweeps. He clean sweeps. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Until Roger Federer comes in, obviously he's finished. But okay, he has been Roger Federer, so it's not like he can't beat him. He, he's been a few times. But around 1990s, he's clean sweeps, man. Andy Murray's dominating. He gives, he gives you at least 11 grand slams, at least. Bro, look. It's embarrassing, it's embarrassing enough that in the in, in the uh, in tennis we call them a big four when two of them have won, three of them have won twenty and he's won four. During it, he's best. He was all. Oh, so look, yeah. He's, he's obviously messed up now. He's injured. If you, if you do head to head with each of them, Djokovic is piped him five to eleven. Nadal piped him seventeen to seven. Federer piped him fourteen to eleven. Seventeen to seven. Yeah, Natal. Natal used to cut him, bro. That's close. That's close enough. I thought it was like thirty to seven or something like that. So what we're seeing here is Natal played him the least. <laughs> Natal played him if he less than Djokovic beat him. <laughs> what does that mean? Natal's one of the groups. Oh, what do you mean? Is his most decent record is against Federer, who's still fourteen and eleven. So they're top three. That's why we put in top three and we put Andy Murray Towns. So that's why. Top three, right? It's the top three, and then you got. We're not talking McEnroe. We even have a chance against Novak Nadal or Federer. No, he doesn't. You don't. You only beat three times each. Never know, though, do you? Huge <laughs> clips telling me he's he's playing. He's got mm, not not have, not my favorite type of player. I like the, like the pure players or the players like Nadal and Federer, who mean Nadal and Djokovic who dominate. Using their mentality, McEnroe, he's just a complaining merchant. Complains got law. Yeah. Who was the one? Yeah. Was it him that said, um, You can't be serious? It was McEnroe. Yeah. I can't take this guy serious. What do you mean you can't be serious? He's, I he's can't be serious. Murray in your top 10. He's the modern day. Um, we actually judge him, you know, what's in front of you. And what he's shown me is he can win four grand slams. When one big error. Yeah. The best era of tennis history. That is a really achievement in itself, winning four grand slams in the best era. He has to be top 10. At least 10th. Nah, nah. He's, he's definitely 10th. I'm not having 1970s guys with wooden bats. Might as well be cricket. No. Nah. Nah, I can't. I can't. Bloody hell, man. Murray's 10th. Murray is 11th at best. And that's tenth. if I really, like, wank off the fact that he played in this era. That's it. You need to deep. This is the best era of tennis history. Imagine if Neymar won a Ballon d'Or during a Messi and Ronaldo era. I didn't. Plays of all time. Yeah, that's the thing. This is going off the rails. I'm just saying. Is it, <laughs> we we, we not, went yeah, on the not. He's not. He's just not. <laughs> no one will agree with you. A lot of people agree with me because he won four Grand Slams in the best era in tennis history. Exactly four. He's compared to people that won twenty in the worst era ever. 1970s era with wooden butts. And, and probably umpires. No, this is, I can't be serious. The big three, there's Pete Sampras is on 14 after that. Yeah, but you, you, you put Pete Sampras in the top 10. Of course I did. So I, 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 we all agreed. We all agreed with that. I'm, I'm talking about these guys, you 1970s guys. Right, let me go. Let, let me let me just let me just check it again. Me... Cool. <clears throat> you have your top three in most grand all the time. Even to, maybe even the, your top four if you stick Serena there, right? Actually, we have to add, we have to add some women actually because some of them have won a lot of Grand Slams. No, I'm not doing that. Serena Williams is a different level. I'm not, I'm not having Excuse a... me, Serena hasn't even won the most. Oh, don't go back to 1970s again. 
Oh, what do you mean? We can't go into this area of wooden bats. I that was like the pure start of tennis. All right, fine. Steffi Graf then. She was, playing, she was playing in the 90s. She even went to 2000. Yeah. She's still and a bit angry. 22. So she no, no, Steffi Graf can beat Andy Murray. Exactly. We're not doing this. Andy Murray in, in close eyes with Peter. We're comparing how great people are, not how good people are. So you have your, you have your five. You, we can add Pete Sampras as six. Was, we add Rod Laver at seven. He's got a whole flipping court named after him. Yeah, but I'm not disputing that. Yeah. You can have Andre Agassi. And then you can have John McEnroe. You can have Ivan Lendl. You can have Fred Perry. You can have any one of these lot. I'm giving you the 11th spot for Murray after an intense Wankoff session. I am not... It's not. I'm a Murray fan or something. I'm, I told you already. Yes, you are. You gave it to the English media bias. This is not bias. He's, he's, he's dominated. He's not dominated, but he had a great um, period. He never dominated <laughs> shit. Yeah, uh, but that's the difference. Great. That's the difference, though. You you didn't say he dominated. He had a great period. Great. It, the people period. we put in the top ten didn't I'm just have a great period. They were brilliant in their entire career. Competing with exactly who. Morrow's competing with the greatest players of all time. We put them in the top three. All three of them were there. Top three, one, two, three. Imagine competing with these three your whole career. I, yeah, I still am. Um, yeah, oh, the with five other people ahead of him. I need to have a decent-ish record head-to-head. Obviously, the Nadal one is a bit decent. Embarrassing. But 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 Djokovic has beaten more than double times. Nadal has beaten more than double times. Federer is an old man, so I can let him off. Old man, where he's literally when he's beaten him, he was at least twenty-eight or something. Federer. Not that old. Just gave you ten players better than Andy or greater than Andy Murray. Nine players are better than. Okay. Maybe then let's push. Let me write. Okay, wait. Who do you drop at the top ten to put Murray in then? The, the ninth guy put was in. Who's again? All right. So hold on. I've got Nadal, Djokovic. Nine seventy. I never heard of. Federer. Steffi Graf. Who? Steffi Graf. She won twenty two slams and she played in. She's she retired by 2000. Who's she competing with? Venus Williams or something like that. Young Venus Williams. We're not doing this. Still, this. 22 slams, bro. Venus Williams. She's great talent. If you don't, uh, you, you don't want to give me flipping what's it called? The other one. You have to give me Steffi Graf then. Or you could just say that as a whole about women's tennis anyway. We're not doing that though. Well, Serena Williams is different. She's a brunt. She's, she's, she's no, different. no. She's 100% great, greater, right? So you've got five there. Bjorn Borg is greater. Fact. Andre Agassi is greater. It's not. Rod Laver is greater than Andy Murray. Yeah? Pete Sampras is greater than Andy Murray. You won 14 slams. I agree. Uh, that's the future. So one, two, th- how many have I got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're on nine. Yeah? Ivan Lendl. World number one for 270 consecutive weeks. Guys, Lendl. Yes. Oh yeah. Eight Lendl. grand slams. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm convinced he's gonna say isn't that a chocolate? I'm so convinced oh, he's no, gonna no. say. Wait, so hold on. You agree, yeah, that that all them players that I just named are better. You just added that girl in 1990, so you compete with absolutely nobody. She was by herself all that time that during era. The best five take out that one, Mr. Roy Emerson. 12 grand slams. Roy Emerson. Now, this Roy- guy's from the 1970s. I know because I never heard of him. Who's this? Royal Emerson. Yeah. I'm Googling right now. And let me see from the... Why am I getting a footballer? John McEnroe then. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I'm getting a footballer. Royal Emerson. Right, right, right. Oh. This is, <laughs> this is the problem here. This guy can't even flip in like bro. Yeah, this is a howler. I saw black and white. This is a stick of what? <laughs> 1960s. Okay, we're not doing that. Fine. Boris Becker, you can have up there. This is a stinker. So, it's either who, one of the two, McEnroe or Becker, are better than him. You can take out one of them. I don't mind. We'll take out. Who'd you put knife? Uh, there, it was, it's just a moving list, isn't it? I'm not, I don't have anyone. Like the top. So I have Nadal, Djokovic, Fedra, Serena Williams, Bjorn Borg, Andre Agassi, Rod Laver, Pete Sampras, Ivan Lendl, 
John McEnroe. Ivan Lendl has to be not Ivan Lendl. Becker. All right, so Ivan Lendl goes, no, yes? No, 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 he stays, he stays, he stays. He, no, okay, he, he stays, stays, he stays. Okay, shit. Oh. Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi won eight Grand Slams. And, uh... 2000s, 1990s, 2000s. Yeah, but so wait, hold a second. Andy Murray was competing against prime Roger Federer at his best. He he was fighting with like Becker and and yeah, Becker and McEnroe. I'm pretty sure. And then he was end of his career. Transitioned into the Federer era. So he went from the 80s to the 2000s. Well, he retired recently. Even with Pete Sampras, so you can't say age. Yeah, he's got more Grand Slams. He played in three yeah, different. That's cool. I saw Grand Slams. Okay, fair enough. He retired two thousand four. Yeah, two five. No, two thousand six. Even that's so that's so young. That's like baby Royal Federal. So I think Royal Federal something like that. Anyone from my list? Anyone from my list? Are you taking them off? I want to take out that guy from the nineteen seventies. What was his name? 960s. Who's that? I took him Roy, out. Roy Emerson. Yeah, I took him out. I took him out. So right now I've got Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, Serena Williams, Bjorn Borg, Andre Agassi, Rod Laver, Pete Sampras, Ivan Lendl, McEnroe, Becker. Any disputes? And Steffi Graf. No, we're having that. No, we're not. Back no, no, we're not. Steffi Graf and Serena Williams in the Golden Slam. I'm not having this. Oh, my days. We're not doing Rod Laver. We're not doing Rod Laver. I'm talking uh, right now, this era, we have to talk, that's a different one. So we have to do Rod Laver in his own one, and all these old man, and the real 10th generation, 1990s plus. All right, fine. So, do, do you... This is one of the tennis bats. Do you disagree with any of these? Nadal, Djokovic, Fedra, Serena Williams, Bjorn Borg, Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, Ivan Lendl, John McEnroe, Boris Becker. Any of them. Did you add a new one? No. I thought you said Rod Laver has to go. I did. I took him out. So then that's where anybody comes in? No. No. Because that's 11. That's 11. You had like missing what's the name? You bought different chances to take him up and you didn't. You didn't. So you can't now dispute it and say, oh no, we have to change that. No. You have given me a certified top ten list and I'm not having it anymore. But then you can end the show. He has been caught out. Get on. Did he have Steve Miss what's the name of Stevie Graf? Steffi Graf. I don't know. Huh? Steffi Graf spent most of her career facing um, Navratilova, no, and Navratilova was mad. Exactly, she won 18 grand slams. That's Venus, a in women's tennis. Same level as Naomi Osaka, let's be real. And Naomi Osaka is 21. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Well, Boris Becker dominates that era, by the way. The top four you don't disagree with. You can't say he's better than Bjorn Borg. You can't say he's better than Andre Agassi. You can't say he's better than Pete Tampras. You can't say he's better than Ivan Lendl. Pete Sampras won 14 Grand Slams. No, 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 you have to respect Whoa. where we came from. No? Pelé was up against Beckenbauer. Not these random guys. And Bjorn Borg and McEnroe is one of the best tennis rivalries ever. Yeah, but I agree. They're, they're, they're definitely top five. I'm saying Rod Laver, all these 90s, 70s Exactly. Guys. That's why I gave him top 10 of his list that were 80s to 2000. How about he'll he, he, he definitely defend the list. But obviously, he had, he had his three wins in there. That's all right. Maybe in the men's list, out of person, if you take out all the people that are greater than him, then yeah, he would be in the top 10. <laughs> you don't know. Okay, yeah, he might be in the top 10 best men's players, but he's not in the greatest men's players. Yeah, but this is... Because best means in, in, implies he can beat them. But greatest... Great, greatest is, is having a great period during the greatest period of all time. Oh my God. Okay, we are going around in circles there. Uzman, you need to go on it. 
Guys, Murray is not top 10. He never will be top 10. He's got a hip replacement. He's okay, done. Okay. Oh, back to the original question. I think Federer is the GOAT. Undisputed goat in the next three years will be undisputed. No, you won't. We're winning 24 grand. <laughs> <grand's laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching. We will be back again later this week with more football, and we'll be back next week with more debates. Thank you, as Simon MK, for joining me today. Our range is the best medium. No, it's not. Okay, thank oh. you, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, comment, subscribe. Yes, give like, us, comment, give subscribe. Us Please comment. share as well. Look at our new logo. It's beautiful. Um, we're doing so much for you guys. All we want is a comment. Though. Yes, please. Just And please, we want money. And we want money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. What sponsors that, man? We need sponsors. We need subscribers and commenters for that. Yeah, we probably need... We can find yeah, we, 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 we spam we'll email like small companies. Look, we'll just email a bunch of chicken shots. <laughs> yeah, all these. Exactly. Support your local businesses. We're coming for you next. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for watching. I will see you next time.